I always ask people to nominate a hero. And they can win $5,000, right? Not just for Kips, but for any of your kids. I want to nominate. I never nominated anybody before, okay? I want to nominate this person. This family came to me was a Satmar family. It was a small Satmar family, mid-sized, mid-sized. That means that there were, let's say, 17 siblings. And this whole room here, for those on camera you don't see, we fit about 100. It was packed. I mean, there were carriages. There was... I love when Hasidim come here for the family meeting. So much food came. It's like, it's just like an hour and a half. You don't really need like, you know, like, you're not going to be starving. You could eat before you could eat. Oh, this place was packed. It was food. There was chillant. It was kishka. It was herring. I think it was like a smorgasbord. I think they brought a caterer. I don't know. It was amazing. Anyway, so it was a family meeting. Aunts, uncles, cousins who were over, you know, um, siblings over 12, cousins over like 16. And the grandparents, the grandfather was sitting right there, right next to the camera. Right there was the grandfather. I sat over here. Next to me was the dastar of the family. Every family meeting that we have for the family and the friends, the extended family, also friends, neighbors, whatever, whoever you want to bring to understand you and to help you. And the dastar of every family, for those who don't know, every family that comes to me has their own dastar. I don't rely on my dastar. Your dastar, Paskins, on my ideas, we have a meeting, the four of us, me, mom, dad, Dastaira, over anything that touches halacha or even hashkafa. So the Satmar people by me are doing things that their Satmar Torah wants them to do. And Litvish and Young Israel, everybody has that their rabbi and also the rabbi of the family knows the other kids and knows how to juggle and can look out for stuff. And we work, I work very, very closely. I'm on the phone constantly with Rabbanim. Constantly. And it's it's been very pleasant. Rabbanim really understand. Um, story within a story, someone called me up, can you recommend a rabbi? So I said, recommend, first of all, I don't recommend rabbis. But like, for what? To, to guide us. I said, hold on, let's understand. There might be some rabbis that happen to be an expert to guide, but I don't know who they are. I work with every family's rabbi who's not guiding. It's like, I, the example that I always give is, imagine you want to open up a kosher restaurant. You need a chef, you need a mashkiach. Right? So I give the advice, and the Rav doesn't need to be an expert in the field. He needs to be able to, it, it helps if he's an expert, and a lot of them do become experts, or they reach out to other Rabbanim, but somebody is sick, and the doctor says he needs to eat on Yom Kippur. You can't listen to the doctor. You need to get a stamp of approval from your Rav. The Rav is not a doctor. He's going to see, do I trust the doctor? He's going to ask certain questions, and if this is a doctor that he trusts and that he knows, and, and uh, then the Rav is going to say, yes, you have to listen to the doctor. That's the way it works, right? You have, you have the professional, the expert, and you get the stamp of approval from Rabbi. So I have hundreds of Rabbanim that I work with that give the stamp of approval after discussing with me. We work it through, and they ask questions. We go back and forth. We try to figure out what to do, when to do. Can you carry your phone on Shabbos? Is the situation pikuach nefesh? Can you this? Can you that? What do you do if your kid brings in trafe into the house? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I discuss it with their das Okay, anyway. So this Satmar, anybody who's part of a chasidus, the, the Rebbe has to appoint a, a Dayan who's going to represent him. So from both Satmars, each one has um, somebody that, and they write a letter that I went to the Rebbe and he told me that I should represent him. I, I represent Satmar. You know, he's, in his name, I'm going to Paskin. Many other Rabbanim, Zikainim also, they pick someone like their son-in-law or their, um, 
there's words for these, like the daimits and the whatever. There's there's all different kinds of dayanim that they that they have representing me. We had a very big litvisha, the Gadol Adar of the litvisha world, one of them, and he said he wanted told the parents to come to me, and he appointed a very very chashavarav. He said whatever he says, I trust him. He's my Talmud Muvak. He whatever he paskins is in my name, and the Talmud Muvak wrote in his letter, and I went to my Rebbe. Rabbi Yomairi, and he said that I should paskin and that he backs up whatever I say. Everything is double-wrapped over here. So the Rav that the Satmar Rebbe chose to be the Dayan for this family sat next to me. And I, I spoke about, you know, what we're going to do and what, what the parents need from you and what the kids need from you, the kips, the kids in pain, and the siblings and how everybody could help out. It was very, very nice. Everybody was fine. The cynic... I saw that he stopped being so cynical. The the angry one, you know, not trusting, he stopped being so angry. The the jokester of the family, every family has like an every WhatsApp group, you know. You have the jokester, you know, he stopped joking and started taking, you know, like, yeah, we're going to do this. Everybody really was, it was working really well. Okay? The Zayda said at the end of this hour presentation, he says, I agree with everything you said. But in my house... She has to come to us. And we're talking about a girl who, like, unfortunately, so many of the people, they're not just struggling with Yiddishkeit. And I can't tell you all of her trauma. But a severely traumatized person who was suicidal, pikuach nefesh mamish, someone who was cutting her flesh, someone who was putting her life in danger, it was the real deal, super pikuach nefesh. Like, not suffolk pikuach nefesh. And she didn't dress Satmar style. She didn't dress any Jewish style. Even Gayim don't dress the way she dressed. And I don't blame him. But we want to save her, right? And he said, he goes, okay, I get it. I understand parents have to do it and, and everything. But when she comes up, why can't she be respectful to me? And I was going to try to answer and all of a sudden, dum da dum 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 like, you know, all of a sudden, out of the left, the Satmar Dayan moves into the picture. He says, Avi, can I handle it? I said, by all means. So he, you know, this is an older gentleman. He was the, he was the Zaydi, right? So, you know, and he's, he's the Dayan. And I'm, I'm like, whoa. And he, he says, you, in Yiddish, he tells him, you're, you're worried about her or yourself? You mean what's best for her or you're covered? We're talking about saving her life and what she needs, and it's very clear what she needs to save her life, and she needs a grand, a grandpa, a grandfather. And your idea that she needs to be respectful means she's not coming to your house. You could tell her, you could, you can make up whatever you want. You're out of the picture. So you're now going to be out of the picture. Her roots, right? Her Bobby and her Zadi are now out of the picture. Instead of her being close to you and just opening up your uh, your arms and not looking at the chitzonius, seeing the panemius, she is a severely tortured soul and you're going to lose that because of the neighbors, because of your covered. Like Rav Steinman wrote also the same thing. He said, parents say that I'm ready that my kids should die. Rachman al-Lutzlan, if they're not going to be from. He says, they think they're doing Akedas Yitzchak. He said, do you think that's Akedas Yitzchak? The Chizuhi Akedas Yitzchak? He says, Akedas Yitzchak was Bincha Asherah Hafta. Oh, you want to shek the kid that comes home and brings you Nachas? 
that's beautiful, right? But you want to you want to shech this kid who's making your blood pressure boil, and he brings you busha, and you're worried about the neighbors and shaduchim, and, and he's not listening to you, and he's defying you, and that's the kid that you want to kill. Zeposhet retzach haben leman kavod ho'atzmi shalav. Says it's just you want to kill the kid just for your own self self covered. Says loy. Lay kazoo, something like that, madabrim. We don't talk like that. And you can go through that other piece for the rest of Steinman. They all said the same thing. But here's this like Satmarov who's representing the, the, the Rebbe. That's what was so good. Instead of some blue shirt guy from Flatbush, like, what do I listen to you for? Like, okay, very nice. You're, you know what you're doing and the Rebbe likes you, but not in my house. And he just flew in from out of the side. And he's like, I'll handle this. And he took him down. He said, you don't mean what's best for her. You're thinking about your, your beautiful shtiba and nobody should know that she exists. Right? Chas v'shalom, that she should walk in and your neighbor should say, that's a cleaning lady? And, and, and why is your cleaning lady? Even a cleaning lady shouldn't have dressed like that. Chas v'shalom, someone should, should be like a, a fleck. Uh, how do you say fleck? Stain. A stain on your beautiful family. So you, are you, who are you representing with that thought? And he, the grandfather, just... Was quiet. I have to tell you, I never saw an older person, especially, change from minute to minute. He accepted it and he got involved. He became the grandfather of the century. He invited her and told her, Don't dress up for me. I love the real you. And she came to his very Hasidish neighborhood, very not dressed, especially in the summer. And he hugged her. And see them, I don't know why, bottom line is they don't really hug their, their, their daughters or their grandchildren. I don't know why, but they don't. He broke all his rules. He went out to eat in a restaurant. He never did that before. He's a hush of a person, and in their world, even though there are plenty of Hasidish restaurants, I don't know who's in them, because Hasidim don't eat in restaurants. I guess it's Litvish people that like Hasidish food. Right, but um, especially this—you know—this is quite. This is a couple of years ago, and and he's a very respectable person. He he never ate in a restaurant. That's a chumrah of a chumrah of a chumrah. Does not apply now. He went, took her out to a restaurant, and she ate it up. She was just like, she she just mama needed it. She she was so happy, and she took pictures and she posted it, and he was not happy about that. <laughs> Well, like the whole world, but did not lie. I told him when he, I said, I don't think any of your friends are on Instagram, so I don't think that it's really going to matter. You know, she didn't like take a picture and set it into like the Yiddish of art or whatever. Der Vach, Der Yid. She sent it into Der Goy, you know. So I don't think you're really going to ruin your reputation. He said, I don't care. He swallowed everything. And it came to the point where he started Mamish going for walks with her and going for drives with her. To see a grandfather drop everything that he thought, because he just, it hit him. I got to save her. She needs to be connected to me. The clothing will magically come, just like it magically disappeared. It'll it'll come one day, hopefully. But I got to save her life. And I don't care about being embarrassed. And he walked in the street with her, holding her. Holding her. And people would probably wonder, like, what? What is that? A 75-year-old Chidusha guy with his arm around a 16, 17-year-old not-dressed girl? 
Today, you see sometimes they send around pictures, right? And everybody says, wow, that's the way it should be. That's what the Divriyayal said to do also, by the way. All the Tzadikim said, be Mekarv, and there's so many stories. But listen to this. She started being his pal. She started hanging around at Bubby and Zaidi's house, and Bubby was very nice also, but Zaidi was like, the fact that she knew that he changed for her, it, it just made her feel wanted when she had a problem. She found herself at that, and he would just listen. No advice. He said, ah, I don't know, I haven't been your age in 60 years, and I was never your thing. I don't know what you should do about your boyfriend who cheated on you with whatever, but big hug for me and I'm I'm with you and you could always share with me that's all they need they don't need your advice they don't need your brain they need your heart I always say close your mind and open your heart and then she started walking him to shul every Shabbos she started walking him to shul and then he would go to she started going for sudas now this was a big part of her healing. There's no question. She was literally in danger of, of self-harm, of suicidal ideation and psych wards. She was on drugs. She was putting herself in danger to get drugs, like, like literally going over to anyone on the street. And a, a guy said, come, come back with me and I'll, um, to, to my hotel and I'll give you drugs. You know, dangerous that is. And Baruch Hashem, the mother, was with her and said, no, 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 I'll get for you and I'll tell you off camera how she got drugs. The shliach Elio Hanavi that Hashem sent to her right then in the middle of nowhere where no Jews are around, a Jew ended up showing up who did not do drugs but knew how to help out off camera. You guys will appreciate that story. She's today alive. She's today clean. She doesn't hurt herself anymore. She went this year at the beginning of the year, to seminary in Eretz Yisrael, and she's completely and I see videos of her davening and davening. She's so connected to Hashem. The only problem we still have is she goes to the Kaisel. So I don't know if the grandfather's going to walk with her to the Kaisel. This, this we don't know yet. I don't know how extreme he's going to go. He saved her life, begashmias, benafshias, psychiatrically and spiritually. And it was part of it. It was more. It took more. Yeah, the parents were amazing. The, the, the family was involved. But Zaidi, Zaidi, anybody know a song about Zaidi? Right? We need Zaidis and Bobbies to jump in there and aunts and uncles. People say, what does it have to do with me? Everything. Because you represent rejection or acceptance. We need a, a village to save us all. I hereby nominate this Zaidi, I can't say his name, who's now really my TP hero, and I hope he wins the $5,000 that he richly deserves. And Baruch Hashem, he's a wealthy guy and he'll probably donate it to the KIP Fund so you'll all be able to share in that money. <laughs>